The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Praise to the Lord. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I think I have a really good sense of um, of what you're thinking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do, Mom. Yeah. Okay. I do. All right. Yeah. I'm a mind reader. Okay. You know this about me. Right? Yeah, okay, anyway, um, this is, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, so, no, I know what you're thinking, okay, I know what you're thinking, people, you're thinking, yes, John the Baptist, two weeks in a row, two, no, okay, uh, yeah, John the Baptist, two weeks in a row, how lucky are we? Yeah, Suzanne is on board, okay, good, yeah, John the Baptist, and, uh, and boy, okay, fine, okay, I'll, I'll give you space, the first thing you're thinking is, that guy looks really good in pink. You know, I know. So, okay, I get it. You're not focused so much on John the Baptist. It's like, okay, I don't even care if I call that rose or pink. That guy's pulling it off. Okay, that's right. I'm pulling it off. So, okay, so let's get into, let's get into the passage, okay? Let's, uh, let's not waste any more time. This is, no, this is the, okay, anyway, okay, no, okay. You're distracting me, mom, okay? No, okay. Well, do you think I'm wicked now that I'm calling out my mother in the, in the homily? Is that the point? Is that the point? You just can't follow at all, right? This is the effect of coffee in the middle of a penitential season, okay? So, and we're rejoicing today anyway. So, however we pick up that thing, right? Uh, however we grow into the rejoicing of the festivity that we're celebrating, good. Let's do it. Let's do it together. What I want to say, this is, this is dark stuff here in the gospel passage, right? We've had John two weeks in a row. I don't want to preach John the Baptist. If you want that, you know, go back to the previous week and play it on the podcast, right? There's more, there's more going on here that we have to hit. The first is to say we, got to, we need some context, like what's going on. Whenever we get this, you know, the solemn proclamation of the word of God in the assembly, it's like, okay, you know, very, very measured tone to the whole thing. And, you know, the, the thing, it, it seems like, the, the dialogue here seems like the stuff of like a classroom discussion, right? They're, you know, they're kind of, they're seeking the truth. Who is this guy? John? Oh, he's not, 
He's not going along saying that he's this guy or that guy. Maybe he's this guy or that guy. This is not what's going on at all. Right? You have here the people from Jerusalem, right? The, the power brokers of the day. The one, they send priests and Levites to John. Where do they send them? To Bethany. That is tiny little um, you know, inconsequential town, right? Some, some way outside of Jerusalem. The, they're sending these people out there because he's doing out there what is otherwise reserved to them. Yeah, he's, he is setting up in their mind the, the power brokers of the day. And if we didn't get it from the fact that they're coming to him from Jerusalem, priests and Levites, you know, we, we later see that um, the, uh, the Pharisees are the ones, some Pharisees were also sent. Right? So we, we have this sense, the Pharisees are a real, um, how do you say, uh, like a pressure, um, a pressure group of the day that is attempting to drive the national agenda. And here you have, you know, the priests and the Levites, people who are, people who are also in, responsible for setting the agenda of the day from the big city, right, going out to this little remote town where what is he doing? The guy is plunging people in water, right? What is, what is everybody so concerned about? Well, they're concerned about the fact that, like I said, he's setting up a parallel kingdom of God movement. We're, we're doing a kingdom of God thing. Thank you very much. We're doing it in a city that's a hundred times the size of yours. We've got the temple to, uh, to process people through the works of God, including repentance, right? Including the forgiveness of sins. And you're out there in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. You're, uh, what do you intend to say by drawing people through the water? Right? Are, you, are you saying that this is another Exodus movement? And then we go back, right? There's some questions that are asked and answered here to some extent that we, that we want to know about as well, right? Who, who are you? Okay, you're doing this, you, you think you're doing this parallel kingdom of God movement. We're going to come and ask you who you are because we want you to implicate yourself in the thing so that what? So that we can take care of you. Oh, sorry, that sounded too nice, didn't it? <laughs> we're going to take care of you. Yeah. No, in the, in the other way, we're going to take care of you. We're going to take you. We're going to put you in jail. We're going to cut your head off, which is exactly what happens with him. Right? So they're saying, they're coming out to see, who do, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are setting up another par parallel kingdom of God movement? Are you Elijah? Right? No. He, de he denies it. Now, without going down a rabbit hole, I'll say, Jesus th seems to think, like from our interpretation, that John is at least the Elijah figure. And John denies it. And there's no neat answer, at least in the scriptures, except to say, except I would say, you know, trust Jesus. You know, like, he's going to say John is the Elijah figure, but he, he doesn't seem to know that he is the Elijah figure. And so he's saying, no, I, I, what am I? I'm the voice. I'm not the word, right? The theology of the thing. I'm the voice. Anyway, why do, why do we go through this back and forth, Elijah, you're not the Christ, Elijah the prophet. Okay, if he's Christ, if he's going to claim to be Christ, that's very easy then to take him right from where he is and stone him. Are you saying you're the Messiah? You're going to say to your God's anointed king? Right? You're leading people astray. If that's what you, if that's what you believe you're doing. Right? So he's going to come back and say, well, are you, the, are you the Elijah figure then? Are you the one that comes before the Christ? So you're doing this thing, you think that you're the Christ? No. So you're the one that comes before the Christ? No. Okay, so you're the prophet, right? It's just this sense of 
In, if you go back to Malachi, he's, that guy's one of the Old Testament prophets. He knows what he's doing, you know. You go back to the, he's, he's named for it. He's named for the task. Okay. So you go back and you look at the, um, the prophet Malachi who says, you know, before the great and terrible day of the Lord, before the, before the day of the Lord, which is the, the, the implementation, like the coming of the kingdom of God in power and glory, the coming of God's reign of holiness and justice, before that great and terrible day, one will come to prepare the way. Yeah, so Elijah, like Christ, Elijah, the prophet. Could be Moses, could be some other figure. But the point is that this is the preparation for the coming of the rule of the king. Yeah, so John is offering what God has called him to do. And he's not shying away from the task. And he's not shying, he's not shying away from the task. He's speaking the particular truth that God has given him. And he is unafraid here. This is, this is courageous on John's part because he, because he knows you know, what the consequences are of answering these questions in a way that is not the right way for the people that are coming out, quote-unquote, to see him. Not coming out to see him. They're coming out to kill him. This is the way it works, right? This is the way power works. And that's power of old versus the power of speaking the truth to power, living in the truth of the, of the call that God has on his life and proclaiming that truth, that's power. Yeah, but he does it, again, here in the, in the midst of right, confrontation, darkness, and the rest. And that's really where we want to get into the, into the story. Yeah, we see right in the beginning, a man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light. Right, the guy who owned this, this massive movement of people, right, this, this, this growing um, group, this, how to say, mob, it's not a mob of people, this, this growing movement, right, that John himself is, is leading, it, to su- it's, grow- it's growing to such extent that it's caught the attention of all the power brokers of the day. He's leading that, but it's not for him. It's for Christ. It's for the plan of God. It's for, it's for King Jesus. Right? And he's on the scene. He's quite happy with the fact that Jesus overshadows him. Right? But he's giving testimony to the light. He's not the light himself. He's giving testimony to the light. So just as, and John wants us to see, this is, this is the first chapter of the Gospel of John. We see that the Word of God in the beginning brought light to the darkness of creation. And we see now the word being spoken into the creation as light to dispel the darkness of the old world and the old way and bring the light of new creation to bear. So that's what's going on here in this passage. Yeah, we see the light. This is what we're, this is what we're looking at. Okay. What I, want to say, what I want to say is this. We, we have, although it's the third Sunday of Advent, we, ha- we have only one week. Yeah, before the fourth Sunday of Advent, and then right on top of that, we have Christmas. So, you thought, I know, like I said, I can read minds. You know, like, I, you thought, I've got two weeks. I've got two weeks to prepare, right? Take it, take it easy, you know? 
slow and steady, slow and steady. Okay, you don't have two weeks. You have, I'm gonna play John the Baptist. You don't have two weeks, you have one week. Because you have one week, you have to double the intensity, to double the mindfulness, the thoughtfulness, the intentionality. You have to double the energy that goes into it. Okay, so yeah, we were doing slow and steady. You were like, okay, I'm just gonna put it on like 60%, 70%, 75%. Okay, so you were gonna put on 60, 75%, so now you have to do 120%, 150%. Okay, you say, this guy doesn't know how to do math, you know, like I, I get the way the percentages work. You have to crank it up is the point. You have to, you have to go into the unbelievable realm, okay? And, what, and where do we have to go when I say we've got to really crank it up? We have to crank it up in the way of love, okay? The king of love, my shepherd is. Yeah, we love that hymn, right? The king of love, my shepherd is. And we see actually that the, the light that, it, that is being brought into the world by God's spoken word is the light of love. The great and terrible day that Malachi tells us about before the coming of the Messiah, the great and terrible day, the day of the Lord is the day that love reigns. Great, terrible? That sounds great. Well, my friends, it doesn't, it doesn't sound that great knowing that not every aspect of my heart and life is conformed to the love of God. Is my, is my life through and through a reflection of the radical generosity of God? Do I live so as to give, to give myself away in God's, in, in praise of God, right? To pour out my heart in, in thankful praise and love of Him and pour myself out in His service, right? Giving myself away for, for His cause, for His agenda, no matter how dark it is around me. Am I, am I living totally that way? If I'm not, then I have, I have room to grow into the day of the Lord, right? Into the, into the reign of the Messiah. The good thing is, of course, he's come among us in order to advance God's agenda, in order to, in order to make love the organizing and animating principle of our entire heart and life. Every, everything that we do as a renewed people, as a people being renewed, should be to affect the renewal that God wants to affect. In all things, our motivation ought to be love. In fact, it gets to be love because Jesus is breathing his spirit into us and his spirit is nothing other than love. That's why St. Paul is going to say, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Yeah? Because we, we can, because that's Jesus' life. And he's breathing his life into us. He's nourishing us with his own flesh and blood. Okay, so let me, just a little break, but really to, to close, I want to close, and I want to tell you that I'm closing, because I want, I want the attention as we move forward this week where you're giving somewhere between 120 and 150%, okay? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer you how you can give 120 to 150%. We're going to pray acts. We're going to pray, I know, yeah, my mom's laughing at me again. This is like, have you ever tried to give a homily and your mom's just laughing at you? It's like, <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> adoration, contrition, 
thanksgiving, and supplication. We see that, we see that in the first reading, right, from Isaiah. The very end of the reading was that the day of the Lord dawning is the advent of his rule of holiness and justice. So Acts is holiness and justice. It's its proper relationship with God, it's proper relationship with the world. That's what it means. But light, I want you, I want you to get this sense of things, okay? Light is like it just shine it just shines brilliantly all around, right? In a sense, it, it's the hardest thing in the world to control. Right? And darkness has no power against it. It's just a shining. Yeah? And that kind of resonance we want to have with God. Yeah? So this is not about I'm not trying to, say, transform your life morally. That will happen in due course. When you ask, okay, what's, I'm, I'm in this situation in my life. What is the right thing to do here? I'm going to do right versus wrong. No, no, no. You're not going to do right versus wrong. You're going to do light. What is the most light-giving thing that I can do here? What is the most loving thing? What is the most radically generous thing I can do? It's not right and wrong. You have to be in the realm of right, okay? can't be in the realm of wrong and be radically generous. doesn't make any sense at all. You have to be in the realm of right, but don't just check that box off and walk away. That would be like 20%. Okay, I want 150%. So check off the box. You're doing the right. You're in the realm of the right. And then I want you to do the most radically generous thing, the most loving thing. It's going to take you way beyond what is right. It's going to take you on to be an agent of God's coming rule of holiness and justice. By living out of love... And by having my whole life animated and organized by love, I'm going to be bringing his rule into effect, his rule of holiness and justice. Okay, Acts. I know you're waiting, sorry. Adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication. This is the image for adoration. Okay, Lord Jesus, you are the light of the world. This is your image for adoration. Do you know what I mean? He's, he, is the, he is the light. And I, this is my prayer, okay? Jesus, I love you. You are the light of the world. I adore you, Lord. I praise you. You are the light of the world. And stay there as long as your heart sings his praise. You are the light of the world. And then what happens is, I'm pushing it all out, right? Okay, Jesus, you're the light of the world. Now, as soon as I say that, right, or say eventually, when, when my praise is kind of tapering a little bit, the next natural phase for me is to say, move into C, contrition. Because as soon as I say, you are the light of the world, I see, Lord, my whole, my whole life is not light. My whole life is not light. I'm not reflecting your light with every, with every fiber of my being. I'm sorry. I repent of that. I'm turning to you, Lord. Turn me inside out on the point. So this is the first little part of light and darkness, right? Is that we, in this sense, can't really be afraid of our own darkness. We have to bring our heart, the mixture of dark and light as it is, and we have to offer it to God. And offer it to God in praise, and light speaks to light. Yeah, but, but the darkness is cowering in the corner. Not to say, Lord, I need, I need you to, to speak your word of light into the dark recesses of my heart and my life. Scatter my darkness. If he's the light of the world and the light is coming into the world, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to take root, it's going to take effect, firstly, in those who give themselves over to him for the task. And so I'm looking out to God, you are light, 
contrition, I'm, I'm not all light. But I'm looking at you and I know you want me to be light in your world. And I trust that you will do it. Okay? Well, adoration, contrition, thanksgiving. What's thanksgiving? I look out of my corner of creation, right? Well, God is in, everything that God has entrusted to my care. I'm going to look out and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Why? Because it's all light. No, it's not all. Is it all light? Okay, no, it's not all light. Thank you, Lord, for putting me there as a vehicle of your light, as your word of light. Thank you for putting me there that I might illuminate the darkness. Right? Thank you for putting me there that I, that I might bring people who so desire light, the light of your word, the light of your truth, the light of your life, of your love. Okay, so thank you, Lord, that you have me there to refract your light. Again, to be a channel of your light. And what do we do? As soon as we say that, we think, well, shoot, you know, like I can't, I actually can't do it of my own strength. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the light. I can refract the light. I need your light, Lord. I'm going to ask, right? Supplication, where we're asking for things. Okay, Lord, I, this is what I need in order to be the light in this particular place. As just as the light is coming into the world, just as we have opposition here in this passage, as we know that Jesus is, is coming, and not in an uncontested way, it is coming amidst, amidst conflict and the rest, but he's also come to, to bring about the confrontation between light and darkness. So I'm pushing on into the darkness of the world. And I'm committed to, I'm dedicated to the task that Jesus is making me capable of, which is bringing his light to the world, but I need all these things. Right? I, need, I need renewed patience here. I need, I need a greater measure of your love to be at work in me and working through me here. I do not want to quench the spirit. Right? I do not want to say, well, you know what? I've come up against something that light cannot overcome. I've come up against a darkness that the light cannot overcome. Nonsense. Nonsense. We're people of light. So we can, we can own where we are. And we can bring the light there. Where say we bring the light there? God is bringing the light there. It's his. He is the light. And with his own life of love, he lights up our lives that we can be good agents of his coming rule to every corner of creation, darkened or otherwise.